<laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> then you're supposed to say I'm wow. not supposed to laugh and now it's making it funny. Uh, okay. Okay, go. Sorry. <clears throat> I'm ready. I don't believe you. <laughs> Hello there. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, my name is Trevor Knight. And I'm Melinda May. And this is Stronger Voices. Um, in this podcast, we talk about music, faith, personal development, difficult questions, random musings, and other things that we like and hope you will like as well. Thank you for joining us, and we hope you get something positive out of this conversation. Thank you. You should talk about Miami. Miami. Tell me about it. It was awesome. So how I got there in the first place was kind of like a random story. So I go to open mics all the time. I was actually thinking about that today too. Like 2018, I went to zero open mics, like zero. And I was thinking today, like, okay, it's the end of 2019. How many times have I done that? And I probably, I know at least once a week, probably average like two a week, which is a hundred in 2019, like a hundred open mics. But anyway. Sorry, you think you averaged two a week? That means some weeks you went zero and some weeks you went four? Yeah. Wow. That's a lot, Trev. Yeah. It's great. (laughs) It is a lot. It's amazing. But it's been so beneficial. So I went to an open mic. I started talking to someone because we had like a mutual friend and this guy was like, oh, how do you know our mutual friend? Was it through this thing called iWrite? And I was like, I don't even know what iWrite is. What is iWrite? And he's like, oh, it's like a songwriting, like showcase kind of thing. And I was like, okay, cool. So I go home, I look up what iWrite is. They have like a submission the next day. So I just like apply, right? I send in a few of my tracks they send me an email like whatever two days later was like you should we like your stuff you should come to our qualifying round which is here in new york in a few days so i go there's 30 people you get to play three of your songs um on tracks and like introduce them in front of a few judges who are like music industry people which ones did you play i played the only ones i had recordings of (laughs) so i played giving it up i played um, a very rough mix of Keep On Swinging and I played Not That Kind of Guy uh, and you only got to do one minute snippets of those. So I played them. The judges gave numerical scores to whatever the 30 people. I got third so the top three got... You got to, third? I got third. That's great, Chad. It was cool. It was cool. And then so the top three got to like go down to the final thing which was in Miami which had... There was like an event like that in Atlanta. There was an event like that in LA. So there was like five different locations that had like the top three go to Miami Um, and it was also like kind of a conference type thing where there were other events going on so there were events for like beat makers and music producers and things like that so it was this big like get together for a bunch of different music reasons which was cool so it was a very similar format where I got to go on stage and play this time I got four of my songs um I got to play one minute snippets of them for judges, but it was a much bigger stage because there were people there for different reasons. You know, there were a lot of people there that weren't there for the event. I was there. They were there for something else Mm -hmm. and they just happened to like see it on the event schedule and show up. So it was so cool. And, um, like the three judges, it was crazy. Like one was the producer for like Jay Z. One was producer for like Bruno Mars and fifth harmony. And one, the, the third one was like someone else who was crazy. And, um, (laughs) it was so cool just to like, have those people hear your songs and yeah. comment on them. No, and in a room of, you know, like a couple hundred people of just yeah. like, if I left there without wow. one connection, 
I still got to play my music for a couple hundred people, which is what you're trying to do all the time. You know, yeah. you're like, listen to my stuff, listen to my stuff, listen to my stuff. And I just got to play my stuff. Yeah. So it was so beneficial. Yeah. Um, so when I was kind of like meditating on all that the last like day or so, I was like, this is why you have to just do things, you know, like yeah. that may sound like, oh, such a happenstance thing that I like, oh, I happened to find out about this thing and then I happened to apply and it happened to work out. But like, I went to a hundred open mics, <laughs> you know, and that happened one time. There are yeah. plenty of open mics you go to and like nothing happens. And I don't expect to go to open mics and have some guy in a fedora in the back come up to me afterwards and be like, you're a star, kid. <laughs> yeah. You're going to make it to the big time. I mean, maybe. Yeah, Could but be. like I would not expect it. But, but but I fully expect things like this to happen every so often. You know, you learn about something. And again, those that was a really normal conversation. It's like, oh, did you hear about I write? And I was like, no. But then I like looked up what it was and like applied and like yeah. did things. Um so all of this kind of manifested just because I just like kept throwing my hat in the ring, and I'm very thankful for that. And like Miami, oh my gosh, I never spent time there. So beautiful. Yeah. 80 degrees, sunny in the middle of December. Mm-hmm. It was great. So I spent like most of the middle of the days just like, I didn't even, I went to the beach. I didn't bring my phone. I didn't bring my wallet. I didn't That's bring amazing. shoes. I literally left my Airbnb, at, which was like a block from the beach with nothing and just like went. You That's know? so just, Trevor. It was so fun. That's you know? so good. Like, it was so cool to, and I hadn't had a time like that probably since I was studying abroad in 2015 where I was like utterly by myself. I wasn't going to run into a single person I knew. I didn't have anyone like texting me. I didn't have like things I had to do besides this event at night. And so I just like was totally alone with wow. like my thoughts and like God and nothing else. You need that. It was so great. I told you my whole theory about God in the ocean, right? And I felt it. I felt yes! it big time. When you're out there by yourself and it's just you and God, you know, and you're like looking out over the water and it's just That happened to me. Incredible. And I thought about I thought about what you when you had said that. Yeah. Like I went I was just walking on the beach and I had like quite a long time before I had to be at this event. And so I was walking along like, you know, a bike path or whatever. And then there was like this opening to go like out onto the beach. And I was like, Okay, whatever. And I I go out there and it's like on this crest of a hill and it's just like the stars and the clouds and the ocean and it was like like i know god is real and i know he's here you know it was so apparent oh, i know it was so I apparent know. you know that's amazing trev so that's yeah so i definitely cool. experienced that which you had mentioned before yeah i find the ocean like the first time i ever saw like the large like expanse of like the ocean over like a beach I was like <clears throat> 12 or 13 maybe and immediate like I wasn't with any other Christians and I just like my I just welled up in tears immediately because I was like God is so big and real and beautiful and I don't know me and God just have a, a connection over the ocean and I love I love swimming in the ocean with my friends like there's very few people who swim out as far as I do <laughs> like Erica you know like it's we always have a great time but I love swimming in the ocean by myself because it's just very like prayerful for me. Oh, you yeah. know? Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. I'm so glad you had a good time. It that's was great. amazing. Yeah. And that's also definitely one of your strengths. You're not a noodle. 
inside joke we'll tell you about another time maybe but um definitely one of your strengths is like using your resources and taking advantage of every opportunity like 100 percent. you're very very skilled at this you're very like go like this is the thing i'll research it and go do it you know which is yeah well thanks that's i mean it's something i've been striving to you know improve on and get better at and Mm -hmm. focus on especially when it's like in a I don't know. That's something I told myself when I decided I was going to do this. You know, it's like, okay, I'm at square zero. I wasn't even at square one. You know, I don't know anybody. I've never, you know, written an original song. I've, I haven't performed at an open mic since like what 2017 and it went horribly. Yeah. So when I decided I was going to do this, I, that's something I told myself is like, I'm going to just sign up for things. I'm going to just do things. I'm going to show up at open mics yeah. even if I don't want to every day. You know, it's just Where's like, your phone? I want to show you something really quick because I'm inspired right now. <laughs> open the Bible app for me. I want to read you something that today like just blew me away and I'm just like, oh, and I was going to send it to you, but I didn't. But I'm kind of glad I didn't because I want to tell you in this conversation right now because I know that that's true about you that you were at like square zero you know and you're just like I'm gonna do everything I possibly can and so I feel like that about myself sometimes too though you know I'm like I'm at square zero too in other ways so um check this out this is from Ezekiel your family chat is like blowing up <laughs> oh no shout, shout out to Emily no, that's always the case. shout out to Kareen <laughs> okay hold on wait <laughs> And all the trees will know that it is I, the Lord, who cuts the tall tree down and makes the short tree grow tall. It is I who make the green tree wither and give the dead tree new life. I, the Lord, have spoken and I will do what I said. So wait, hold on. The ESP is better. What was that, NLT? Yeah. I like the NLT. I don't know. I had never listened... That's New Living Translation, right? Yeah. I had never read the New Living Translation until coming to the journey. Yeah. And I like it a lot. So this is what I read this morning. Um, And the trees of the field shall know that I'm the Lord. I bring the low high and I make the high tree low. I dry up the green tree and I'll make the dry tree flourish. I'm the Lord. I have spoken and I will do it. So like, it's just like. He literally says, like, the things that are high, I bring low. And things that are low, I take high. And th- and you might see, like, a big green tree, but, like, I'll dry it up. And the things that are dry, I'm going to give life. And then this is, this is why I wanted that translation, because I love the way this is put. I am the Lord. I will do it. And I was just, like, in awe reading that today. You know, I'm like, he really is God. And I see that in your life, too. Like, you literally were at square zero, but, like, look what God is doing, you know, it's really cool. So, um, that's awesome that you went and did that. (laughs) And I just like, I know that your ethos for the way that you operate is so right that like, it's so blessable, you know? (laughs) And so the more that you like say yes to things, the more you say yes to more things and the more opportunities and possibilities open up and then there's more yeses and it's this like exponential thing. It just grows. And so, that's really great. That's that's an aspect of your personality that you, you've you mentioned before, right? You just like say yes to things. I'm a yeser. So to what degree do you... Because I know you're also like a direct and, you know, independent and resolute person. So like in what instances do you say no and how do you decide to say no to things if you're so open to saying yes? I typically don't 
say no. I really typically don't. Um, but I do, I pray about everything and it's kind of, this is going to sound a little wishy-washy, but I'm going to go for it. It's not really about what I say yes to. It may feel like that, but it really is about like what doors like are opening. Like you can have this plan to do this thing of like, I'm going to do this and this and this and this. And like, it just doesn't flourish. And then something else in another avenue just like keeps happening. And you're just like, I'm going to go in this direction, you know? So that's kind of how I see it. Like, I think I told you this before, like someone will be like, let's collaborate, let's collaborate. And I'll be like, okay, yeah. But then nothing comes of it. And I'm like, okay, you know? And then, um, and then as far as like collaborations go too, sometimes like if somebody's message and values of their music is just such a departure from mine mm. i'm just like this isn't the right path for me you know um but it's hard to like know exactly how to do that but it's just i'm very much like a i don't have these hard fast rules that i mm. live by it is a one day at a time thing like i'll figure it out in the moment that i'm in it you know um but i i really don't say I'm not, I don't say a lot of no's. I really don't. I just kind of stay open and ask God for wisdom and see like what happens, you know? Um, yeah, that's how I operate. I think that's a good, especially in this industry, I think that's a good way to be, you yeah. know, because you never know what's going to come of something, you know? Yeah. You never know where like an opportunity is hiding or if the thing that you say yes to is a bigger opportunity than you actually think it is. Yeah. So I think that's a good way to be. I think sometimes too, you know, I told you that I get this from, I kind of shared with you about like when I wanted to be a cheerleader and my dad was kind of like, what is the point of that? You know? <laughs> so I sort of have that thinking ingrained of me in me of like, well, what's the outcome of this? Like, where is this going to lead? What's the point? You know, why do this? But that can, that can turn very nihilistic if you don't keep your eye on that part of your thinking, you know, because really you can, you can talk yourself out of anything. You could be like, Oh, there's no point to, no point to that. Or like, what, what does this really matter? You know, we're like, where's this going to go? But it's a faith thing. It's like, no, I'm just going to do this. I'm just going to show up. And like, if I show up, like God will do the rest, you know? Um, but yeah, like for example, um, something I like to do is I'll go find playlists uh, on Spotify that I think my song would fit on. And it's very difficult to get in touch with like someone who has a playlist with like 300,000 listeners. But if there's a playlist with like 700 listeners, I like look up who owns that playlist and then I find them on Facebook and then I say, hey, let's be friends. <laughs> you know, I want to be on your mm. playlist that has 700 listeners. And so... Yeah, just like stuff like that, you know? So, um, yeah, but I'm very much like a, let's try it, let's stay open, and like, let's go do it and see what happens, Yeah, you know? No, th that point, I think it's very often quoted, but I think it's still undervalued in a lot of industries, especially music, just showing up. Like, yeah. it doesn't even have to be a killer performance. It doesn't have to be you know, prepared to the nines. It's just like showing up, yeah. you know, it's just like doing the things. It's yeah. like uploading a video. It's recording a podcast. It's like, yeah. you know, this isn't at this point, this isn't, you know, a, a 
widely famous podcast, but we're just like doing the thing. You yeah. know, you just have to show up. You got to post content. You got to like write new songs. Right. You got to show up to open mics. You Let's, just got to do the things because yeah. like the majority of people won't. And it's a very low barrier to entry, but it's a huge cutoff in terms of how many people don't do it. You know, right. if you want to get better at performing live, you just got to perform live. <laughs> you got to practice it. Yeah. So like you can practice however much you want in your room, but you're never going to know like and never going to improve the way you want to if you don't do the actual thing. You yeah. know, if you don't show up and just showing up puts you at again an advantage to the 90% of people that don't. That don't, right. Like if you record a podcast, you've recorded more podcasts than 99% of people on earth, you know? Yep. It's just like showing up to do something. It doesn't have to be perfect and beautiful every time. Yeah. It's just like that will come with time the more you show up. You yeah, know? absolutely. I totally agree. And uh, and yeah, the, you don't know. You don't even know what you're getting better at half the time when you show oh, up definitely. for stuff. You don't even know how you're developing. But if you don't do it all at all, you ne- you don't develop at all. You know, it was literally four years ago that I could not stand up and play guitar and sing at the same time. That was four years ago, you know, and like I didn't set out to improve that. You know, I just kept showing just, up. Yeah, you just did it. Or like, you know, I could name lots of things like that. Like, oh, my gosh, like talking to the audience, you know, that's another thing. Like all of those shows that I played, you know, years ago where like you listen to the tape back and cry. Like I shared that once with you, you know, and like I don't cry anymore. You know? <laughs> like, cry because you don't like the performance. Yeah, right? <laughs> sure. Because I'm just there 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 have been shows and stuff where in my head I'm like nailed it and then I listen back and I'm like that is the pitchiest thing Aww, and so I know what you mean yeah and so um you know like you don't you don't even know what god is, how god is shaping you like gosh I'm so so thankful even like little things that you don't know that you're saying yes to that are like adding to your character or adding to whatever like yeah, it, that's also something I'm like, I'm so passionate about. Like, I love doing stuff, doing anything, Trev. Oh, do you want to like wake up at 4.30 a.m. and drive this truck across Manhattan? Yeah. Yeah, I'll do that. You know, like it's it's stuff like that. Like, oh, there's this weird situation that may go really poorly. And um, I don't know. It's a big it's a big risk. Do you want do you want to be involved? Yeah. Yeah, that's fun to me. You have a you have a soldier's attitude yeah. for sure, which is what I think I'm that way too, and I think it's a great way to be. You know, yeah. if it's if it's an opportunity that's presented to you, like yeah, someone reaches says reaches out to you to drive you know a truck through Manhattan, they're coming to you for a reason. You know, yeah. like if they they could have sent an email to you know had twenty people copied on it or whatever, and whoever is like you know an experienced truck driver could do it. But if it's if they're coming to you, they're someone, coming to you yeah. for a reason. Someone you know? is sitting around going, "Who? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Who would be able to do this? And to yeah. yeah, and to like look at an opportunity that way as an opportunity and not you know a, a hindrance or a burden is I've a, seen, is a yeah. gift is a gift. Oh yeah, and I've seen everything in my life like that. Like live as a Hasidic Jew for a year, like work in a pharmacy out of nowhere. Like, I don't know all of these like random little things that sound like meaningless separately, you know, but like all together, like God has, that's how God shapes you is when you just like go out and take risks. And that's how, that's how, you know, it's not by 
being like, oh, this might not work out or I don't know if this is going to be good. Some things, I guess, aren't good, but most things are, you know? No, and I think you're right. Like you don't always know the degree and the way in which you're changing or improving, you know, like Mm -hmm. doing those things you said that are totally unrelated, you know, like living in a certain place, like working a job that you didn't anticipate, like that's also shaping you to be able to deal with unprecedented things and to deal with circumstances you're not comfortable with. So the next time like you have to do something totally different, like drive a truck at five in the morning through Manhattan, you've already improved because you did those other things you weren't comfortable with before, you know, like Mm -hmm. working in a pharmacy out of the blue, the skills don't translate to driving a truck, but the situation does, you know, it's doing something you're not used to and comfortable with and being at peace with it. Well said. Yes. It's the ability to just, like I said, the more yeses you say, the more yeses you can say. Mm. And then when you do have those valuable opportunities, you're so in, in the mindset and so kind of like skilled at being like, yes, you know? So, it's it's just like that's what I was saying before about like you have the right ethos. So when the right thing does come along, like you're already you already are the way and doing the things that you need to do to when that comes along, like you're it's gonna fit nicely with where you're at, you know? So Hope so. Yeah. <laughs> I think it will. So I have a question. Sure. Um Yeah, I don't I don't think this is really like a ping pong back and forth kind of I ask a question, you ask a question. I think it's just kind of naturally evolving, which is good. Yeah. So if we've identified that as something that you do and that you're good at, it's like saying yes to things. Like that's a strength that you have. What did, What would you say is something that as an artist or as a person, however you want to take it, what is something that is like holding you back? Like what is something mm-hmm. that you know about yourself that isn't making what you want to do easier? Hmm. That's a really good question and it's worded really well. So I'm very cautious about questions about weaknesses. Mm. And I'll tell you why. Because, you know, life and death is in the power of the tongue. Okay. Like your, uh, your words. We've talked about this. I know. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go on about it a little no, bit. No, no, we should. We so should. words are like very powerful. And if you identify yourself <coughs> and people love to do this with themselves, I hear them do it all the time. And I don't do this with myself. And I wonder why people like it, but they do. They're just like, oh, I'm this kind of person. I'm that kind of person, but I'm really bad. Like, oh, no, no, no. I can't do that. That's for other people. And I don't tell myself that. I tell myself, I will do the thing that is set in front of me to do at that moment in time. And like, I will depend just like even now, like everything that I'm doing in my life, I really depend on God to help me, you know, and, and he does. Right. So that's number one. I think, I think people should be more cautious of like, oh, I'm bad at this. You know, it's like, are you though? Like, you you know, like for some reason, I think that feels good for people to identify themselves of like put themselves in boxes. It makes them feel more like this is my identity. Um, but I don't think that's good. Number one, because like I said, like, I don't know, you don't you don't really know that. Like maybe you can work on it or maybe who knows. But you have to you have to identify it to work on it. Mm, that is a good point. But like you have to identify you're not good at it to want to work on it. But if someone's, it, this is in the example of like someone giving you the opportunity of like, will you do this thing? And you mm. being like, I'm bad at that. Or like, here's, 
if you're already saying I'm bad at it, like you sure. identified it, you know, but I see. What I, I get what I get what you're saying. Like yeah. you don't, it's not always a beneficial frame of mind to focus on what your weaknesses are. So, yes. And in the, w- our culture today is very much like it, corporate culture and all of this is like, what are your strengths and what are your weaknesses? But like the, there's none of that. There's really none of that in the Bible. None. The only thing that you could kind of say is in there is like where the, the, there's different like roles for everybody. The Bible says, you know, like some person's an arm, some person's an eye, but it all works together to be the body, you know? So you can kind of say like that's a strengths and weaknesses thing. Um, but I'm very cautious about this way of thinking about myself. These are my strengths. These are my weaknesses. I just am because the things you think your str- are your weaknesses, God uses those as your strengths. And the things you think you're great at, it, it's like that's sometimes where your pride is and that'll trip you up. So, Sure. Maybe. Yeah, I think you're right. So, I think you're right. Right. I don't really agree with this whole... And I know it's cultural. I know it's the way that everybody thinks. And I know that it's very much like when you're going into a job interview or and this is a common question. But the truth is, is I really don't subscribe to this way of thinking about myself. And sure. I don't think other people should either. Let me give you an but, example. Okay. <laughs> Let me give you an example to maybe rephrase the question. Sure. So maybe it's I not... I swear I was going to answer it. I wasn't going to be so like okay, rigid yeah, about a- it. Answer it. No, no, answer no, 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 no. Rephrase it. So maybe... <laughs> I don't necessarily mean an intrinsic quality about yourself that you don't like, but like I did this exercise for myself, you know, whatever, a few months ago. Mm -hmm. And if you want to have a music career at that time, I had one distributed song. Okay. You cannot be a musician without music. You can't have a music career without music. So like that was the thing holding me back, like going to these writing things and playing like, oh, play five or six of your tracks. I don't have five or six of my tracks to play yeah. that are recorded, you know? I've written a bunch of songs, but that's clearly a thing that's holding me back is like if I want to get booked places, if I want to be taken seriously as a musician, I have to have music to show people. Yeah. So for, for like myself in the moment, it was like, okay, my strengths are this, my strengths are this. A weakness for my situation right now is I don't have enough recorded music. Yeah. So like that is something that I can address and change. And it's not an inherent quality about myself that's bad. It's yeah. just something I need to focus on. Or like I want to be able to make my live shows more dynamic because I can only play keys. So like that's why I started learning the guitar is to like address that thing. You yeah. know, it's not it's not like, oh, I'm terrible at, you know, talking to people and now every time I go to in a social situation I'm going to be cognizant of that it's more like is there something concrete that isn't you know a character trait right that you feel like is holding you back to yeah yeah I definitely think content is a big thing for me I want more content you know um I specifically on YouTube (laughs) I want more videos you know and I think like um, time holds me back too. You know, I always feel like I don't have enough time. Mm. And like I told you this, like I wake up early in the morning and I don't stop until I go to work. <laughs> and I truly like I, there, there are days when like I do not stop and I still feel like I don't have enough time. But I also know that like, I'm telling you like that is a faith thing. Like the truth is I do have enough time and I'll be fine. But because I know like, I know it's okay, but I do feel like, like, man, I just wish I had more time to do this stuff. But, um, so yeah, I would like maybe better time management. 
somehow, you know? And then I think you're pretty good at managing your time. Thank you. You have a lot of things on your plate. Thanks. <laughs> I think I do okay. Um, yeah, I think I do okay. And uh, Like you don't like binge watch TV shows or like do, you know, spend hours like scrolling through social media. Like you don't do a lot of things that waste time. Literally never. Like I don't because I, I truly find it boring. Like that in and of itself probably implies pretty good time management. Yeah. Yeah, I think, um, but yeah, I think I want like, as far as like what could be improved and what is holding you back, which is such a constructive question. And it feels so good to like have someone ask you that so you can like work it out, you know? Um, it's one of the great benefits of this, you know? (laughs) Um, but it is like, I, I definitely want like more videos and just, and more content and better management of what I'm putting out when mm. and how I'm putting it out and like like content scheduling sort of like to to make it um how do I word this to make it more accessible and attainable and easily understood to someone who who likes my content is encouraged mm. by it and like oh this is a thing that is good for me I want this I need to be able to get it to them in a way that is like for lack of better word, like digestible, you know, like they have to get it. And, um, if you're just kind of throwing things out there, like throwing stuff at the wall to see what sticks, there's a time for that. And that's really good. And that's better than not doing anything. But I would like to be a little more, um, like I would like to have a smoother way to onboard people onto my Mm. Melinda May thing, you know? Yeah. No, that's, yeah, that's one of my goals for 2020 too. Is just have like you're so right because you get in you get into this rut of like oh I'm doing things I'm recording things I'm going to yes. whatever and then you're like oh like I need to bring I, people yeah, in yeah. on this yeah yeah so right. to have like a roadmap on f- like criteria number one lay out when you want to do your big things you know like shows song releases stuff like that and then like all the minutia at the level below that is so important and it's hard to plan, you know, like how you're going to promote it, who you're going to talk to, where you're going to like post everything, when and what those posts are going to look like. And yeah. Yeah. Having a, I get stuck in that all the time where I like wake up and I'm like, crap, I need to post. What do I post? Where do I get it? What do I make it look like? Yeah. So yeah, that's definitely something I want to work on too. It's just like, being ahead of the ball instead of behind it on that. Yeah, you know? me too. Like I want to be proactive, not reactive, yeah. you know, yeah. like, Oh crap, this is this way. And I got to make sure. No, it should be like, I'm on top mm. of things yeah. doing it. It's not happening yeah. to me, you know? So that's how I want to do 2020. And I want to do it. Like I said, in a spirit of like, like I'm, I make this stuff hopefully so that it's like beneficial for me and for others, you know? And if you don't, if you don't package it appropriately and if, you know, if you don't like get it to them in, in a way that can be received, it's not gonna, yeah. it's gonna fall kind of flat, you know? So, and again, you touched on something too. Like when you have all these projects, like I'm recording and I'm doing this music video and I'm doing this podcast and I'm starting up this YouTube channel. It's like great, but it all means nothing if it, if you're not, if you're not doing it the justice of like getting the word out yeah. about it, you know? So, yeah, but 
Um, another thing, oh, I was going to tell you, like, I, I was going to answer this question with another thing I wanted to, to improve on or do differently. What was I going to say? Um, was it before I rephrased it as more like tangible thing rather than character mm-hmm. trait? No, it, it was like tangible things <laughs> or maybe it was character trait thing. Gosh, I don't remember now. Um, I think, I do think I get bogged down in the details of things. Really? Yeah. Because you're a self-proclaimed big picture person. Well, you say I'm a big picture person. You say that all the time. (laughs) I don't say that all the time, I don't think. Um, But I think that is true, probably. I think big picture, but I think details are important too, but maybe I get... You think you get bogged down But see, that's the thing. This is where I... Going back to what I said, like, I don't really know if that's true, like, you know, and like, it doesn't seem like... I, I get really confused about like, this is the way that I operate. Like, yeah. you know, because and that's, yes, I totally agree. And that's yeah. why I hate personality tests Me too. is because I think the most important thing is to just is self-awareness because mm-hmm. everybody, everybody has moments when they're too bogged down in the details or too, or they miss the forest for the trees, you yeah. know, or when they're too big picture. It's like, you just have to be aware when that's happening and not be of the mind that, I'm this way every time. Yes. You know? And that's what I told you before of like when people ask me what my weaknesses are, I think I mentioned to you, this to you once, all of the weaknesses. It depends like on the name situation. one. Yeah, <laughs> name any weakness ever. Like I've had it or I do have it or sure. I will have it. It's literally like a, such an unimportant question. It really and and it's a self-focused question. It's like it really the the better question is like how do I trust God to take care of me as I look to to who God is and how I look to like love the people who are around me and how I like look to the bigger picture of things and then as I'm focused on God as I'm focused on like loving the people who are in my life right now like I don't need to worry about fixing myself because it's not going to work anyway I for me I don't think now it might be different for different people and there might be somebody who like needs to sit down and like do the work on themselves. But I, even as that came out of my mouth, I don't really believe that. I think if you look to God, like seek the kingdom first and these things will be added to you, you know, like who is God? What does he want? And just go do stuff and talk to God all the time and read the word. And like, don't worry about your strengths and weaknesses because you probably don't really know what they are. Cause like, the Bible says like your weakness, um, like, God will be your strength and your weaknesses, you know, which I think is incredible. And it gives me so much hope because like I said, like I'm a person that does believe like I have all the weaknesses, <laughs> you know, I know that, <laughs> but I have God. So it's fine. <laughs> and people change, you know, yeah. like you can get better and worse at things, you know? So yeah. Th- like having a frame of mind that you're in inherently a certain way and a personality is ingrained in you is, I don't think it's beneficial. I don't either. So for example, I remember like now if you ask me, Melinda, do you want this or this? It's incredibly rare that I'm like, like it usually doesn't happen. I'm like this. Mm. It comes easy. Okay. But I remember the day where I was standing when I had the revelation that I could make decisions truly. And I was like, like 23. And I was like, I can just make a decision and no matter what decision I make, it's going to be okay. And like, this was like a moment in my life, you know, prior to that, 
real frustrating for my friends. Like, you know, cause like I could not make decisions. I couldn't do it. And now that's how, I, that's just how I run. Cause God revealed that to me, I believe. And I didn't just, people could have told me a thousand times you could just make a decision, but I couldn't believe it mm. until whatever happened in that moment, standing in that restaurant, it, I saw the truth of that. And then I just practiced it. And now I'm a decision maker, you know? So that's how life works. <laughs> I like how you said that. You practiced it. Because I used to be that way too. I think I used to have extreme difficulty making decisions, you know? And I don't view that as a weakness like of my... Like little tiny oh, decisions. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Like I don't view that as a weakness of myself anymore, but it is something you can improve on. Yeah. You know, it's practice. Yeah. And I that's another thing I, I think about personality traits is you can change because a lot of those are learned behaviors. You know, being confident, being assertive, being a good listener, like being things that, you know, the Myers-Briggs could tell you you are or you aren't can be learned. You know, they can be practiced and improved, Mm -hmm. you know? So, like, I think a lot of those things that you want to see in yourself, you can work on with practice, you know? I completely agree. And even, like, the Enneagram and stuff like that, um, yeah, I'm just very like, I don't know if these are, I don't know if that's a good, I don't think it's good. You know, I don't, cause it's hard, you know, once you identify as a certain way, now you're going to be that, Sure. you know, and yeah. I'm extremely sensitive to that. I, know? oh, I am too. That That is why, like, like, you know me, I'll eat anything, right? If something's put in front of me. I'll probably eat the entire thing, regardless of what it is. I've never seen it. I don't care. But yeah. I won't take an allergy test, you know, because I don't want to, someone to tell me I'm allergic to something that I've been eating for 24 years, you know? Because then you're going to notice it. Because then I'm going to notice it. But how do you know you're allergic to apples and melon or something? Uh, I'm not allergic to apples, but I know I'm allergic to bananas and oh, kiwi right. because I have like very tangible like, it's your <laughs> side obvious. effects. Okay, I see, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, like the last time... I had Kiwi was when I was in like sixth grade and I had to miss football practice. And I, that was the only time I missed football practice in like my life, you know? <laughs> so that is so Trevor Knight. <laughs> That's amazing. You're like, I'm never eating Kiwi again. Oh, no, seriously. Like I went through, I except the times in high school where I like broke a bone. <clears throat> What'd like, you break? I broke my, uh, left radius, my freshman year. And then I broke my thumb my senior year. How'd you break this thing? Uh, both of them were hockey injuries, mm. running into people. Mm-hmm. I ran into a lot of people. <laughs> um, but besides when I was like, you know, sidelined with a cast, like all of high school and all of college, I never missed a day for sickness. I never missed a day for injury. Cause like, I'm sorry, you never missed a day of high school? Even class? Of sports. Oh, sports. No, yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah. I think there were a few days where I didn't go to school because I was sick, but I still went to practice. <laughs> And there were days in college when I was like sick, but I just like showed up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I know I'm allergic to kiwi for that reason and and bananas because like I know what happens. I know what happens. But I I don't want someone to tell me, you know, you're allergic to these three things. You need to take these vitamins every day, you know, because like the system I have now is working just fine. You know, I'm relatively healthy. I feel good most of the time. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I, I think that is... I think we're similar that way. And I think it's not dissimilar from the personality test thing. Like, I don't need someone to tell me what I'm bad at, you know? Like, yeah. I'll be cognizant of that when the situation arises and I'll try to address it. Exactly. Right. Know? And a lot of times like that stuff, 
you know, I don't know. Is it something that I'm bad at or is it coming from some insecurity somewhere that needs to be worked out with God? You know, like who could know, you know, and it's, and we don't need to know just, yeah. Like I don't, don't worry about that stuff, Yeah, you know? And the same thing, like I, that's why that, that like scripture that I read from Ezekiel is so empowering because I am worried about the amount of time I have. Like I am worried about stuff like, just like, oh, there's not enough hours in the day, but like I also like I'm struggling with sleep and I need to make sure I sleep and like I need to make sure, you know. And so like I really, I was praying a lot about this, especially because I had that week right after my birthday. Like I think I told you this, but after my birthday, Tuesday and Wednesday and most of Thursday, I did not do what I needed to get done, which is rare, you know, like usually I'm fine with that but I wasn't and it really bummed me out. And so I talked to God a lot about it. And Trevor, God is so merciful and amazing. Do you know what God encouraged me to do? He said, basically said, enjoy what you're doing and have fun. Like, enjoy it. It's not all about like, I got to get done everything on this list, you know? And I'm like, gosh, you could have given me any directive that you wanted to. And the thing that I feel strongly on my heart, what God is telling me to do is like, enjoy this, enjoy your life. Like you like this, you know, do it. And I was like, Oh, I forgot. (laughs) This is so fun. And I love this. I love posting on social media. I love promo. I love getting people excited for shows. I love writing songs. There's not one part of what we do that I don't like, (laughs) like, you know, anyway, so I'm like really encouraged, like, don't worry about it and just be you and go do what you want to (laughs) do. And I'll be there. I think God is like saying so anyway. So even that of like, oh, like that's a, a thing that can be improved, like time management. But at the same time, when I prayed a lot about that, because I was upset about those, those couple days that I missed, like the encouragement that I got from God was like, chill, (laughs) chill. So I'm chilling. (laughs) <laughs> no, it's an important thing to remember. Like, if you're worried about time, if you're worried about money, if you're worried about, like, any aspect of your life that's, you know, very tangible human thing that humans get worried about, you know, like, talking to the person that, not person, talking to the being that created those things is powerful, you know? Like, it. I don't have to be worried about time if the guy who created time will bless it, you know? Like, I don't have to be worried about, you know, giving to the church if I'm confident that the being that created the church is going to bless the rest of what I have, you know? Yeah. Yes. You don't have to worry about literally anything. And I think people like the drama a little bit, you know? But the truth is, like, no, you don't have to worry about literally anything, (laughs) you know? So... Um, so I typically don't, you know, I typically don't either. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's a blessing. Like not everyone is that way or can be that way. I was just going to say, I think you have a gift. (laughs) I pray a lot. (laughs) You pray a lot too, but I'm just making the point. Like you do have a gift. Like you do not worry. God has just given you, given you like boundless, like positive emotion. (laughs) And that's, that's truly a gift, I think. But and like me too, you know, but, um, I'm not going to say that it's like so necessarily easy all the time not to worry, but I talk to God and I trust him 
I trust what he tells me. Like that scripture that I turned to this morning. Like I don't, I really got in my head that I want to read Ezekiel, which I'm going to do from start to finish. And I was just flipping through as I do. And then I, I saw, I don't know what my point is. I know that that was so encouraging today and it was meant for me, you know, just like I do things you don't even know about. You can't even see coming. Like I will do it. Quote unquote. I'm just like, thank you. Cause I can't, <laughs> you know, that's what's great about spending time with the word is that you're whatever you happen to read, you can generally apply to what you're going through like yeah. at the moment. You know, I it's have amazing. no doubt in that. Yeah. Yeah. Which is why people should do it, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, the, yeah. And even like with all this time management talk, I will, I'm not budging. And I used to do this in my life, Trev. And it's only in the past couple months because I would get all overwhelmed and be like, okay, you know what? I'll, I'll rearrange my schedule and, and fit things in in different places. But I will not budge on my morning time with God. Won't budge on it. And sometimes it's 20 minutes and sometimes it's an hour. But like, that's like, that's a great way to be. Yeah. Yep. And it's the first time in my life, you know, I remember when I first moved to New York and I was in this tiny little apartment in Borough Park. And it's one of the only times in my life that I feel like God really like spoke to me in that moment. And he was like, you are never going to make it in the city if you don't spend time with me every day. And I, it was like clear as like a bell like I, it wasn't words but I just knew it specifically like you're never gonna make it I think actually the language that in rang in my head was like unless you're on your knees every day you know and it's right and all and there's times in my life where I've done that every day and times when I haven't but it's only like now-ish in my life where I'm like that's not a metaphor that's really real sure you know, so yeah, even with like feeling overwhelmed and I don't like not having enough time to do everything like that's Yeah. And that's a challenge. Like that's challenging for me sometimes too. Like I'd mess that up all the time, but it like it's, it makes so much sense. You know, if mm-hmm. like how could all the like random stupid little things that I'm worried about overshadow that when like god can control all those stupid little things you know yeah like how how does it make any sense to put that aside to focus on the little things when like those just pale in comparison to like the importance and the power that you know lies in god right right and eventually because what happens is you like have this little fear and you're like oh it's probably fine then you have another little fear. Oh, that's probably fine too. And then you have like an insecurity. And you're like, oh, never mind. I'm busy, you know? And then all of a sudden you don't address those. And if you do that for years, you're an insecure person, you know? And now you can't do anything. You have to address those things as, ooh, as soon as they come up, you know? And so, yeah. But, um, and like, I don't know, maybe that's not like everybody has their own relationship with God and their own, the Holy Spirit that's in you. There might be a time in your life where God's like, um, like, look, I need you to focus right now. Like, I'll be with you. Go do it. You don't have, you know, like an yeah. hour to sort of thing. So I'm not putting this on anybody else. Um, I think it's important to spend time with God no matter what, but how you do it or when you do it, or if it's every other day, or if it's once a week, Hey, that's you. But for me, this is what God said to me, you know? Um, but, and I don't think, I don't know. 
I have a hard time believing that like sometimes I get in this stupid frame of mind like okay you know God will be there like I'll talk to God in a little while you know like I got this thing to do like yeah you know God understands okay like God sees me God knows what my life is like God understands but I don't think God ever advocates for or recommends something that puts him in second place you know so it's you know it's something I try to do and I'm working on but just to like recognize when I'm doing that you know like when I am actively like giving God a back seat to something yeah you know because it happens a lot and I think most people do it all the time yeah so it's like it's something you need to work on for sure yep and yeah and identifying those little like it's the most amazing thing to ask God into everything you know like I'm praying for my time home with my family because it's something I'm looking forward to. And as I think about it, I pray about it. I'm like, yes, God, like bless it. And like, let me be a blessing to my family. And like, you know, and all this kind of stuff. And like you invite God into like everything and it's not trivial. It's very real. It's not just a, a thing you say or a thing you do. You're, it's literally the hand of God working in your life. Like it's a very boots on the ground thing that's happening here. And maybe if there are non-believers like listening to this, I think the impression one might get is like, oh yeah, you know, you're just like asking God for this thing. No, it's literally asking God to actually do something in my life that wouldn't have been done, you know? Um, Yeah, so it's really it's really important. And Jesus spent so much time with God. Can you believe it? I mean, he was busy. He was real busy (laughs) being like the son of God, the savior, the Messiah, healing everyone, preaching to everyone, starting Christianity, important things. But he prayed for hours a day. You know, he spent so much time with God, which is so interesting. Cause like I was talking to my friend about this yesterday. So like crazy that we're talking about it today, but we were talking about the idea of discernment, you know, and how to know whether something that's presented to you, you know, because there's a lot of opportunities you'll get that are clearly good, opportunities you get that are clearly bad, you know, like you have a chance to do a bad thing, you have a chance to do a good thing, like help somebody, whatever. You get a lot of opportunities that aren't black and white like that. Should I talk to this person? Should I go to this event? Should I like do this random thing that isn't going to negatively affect anyone, but I don't really know how it's going to work out, right? discernment is tough knowing whether something is from god or whether it's from the world can be tough and um i don't know we were we were talking about how like jesus was god you know like jesus was one with god and he still spent so much time a day talking to god you know he still spent so much time like asking to like know god's will to be the representation of God's will, you know, like that is, and, and for people like us who are far, you know, less perfect, that can't be overlooked. Like you have to spend time doing that because Jesus did that and he was perfect, you know? Yeah. And Jesus said, and you can have faith in these things. You don't have to be like, some people think that it's humble to be like, oh, but I might mess it up. That is not humility. That is a lack of faith. That is doubt. You do not have to think, oh, but I might mess it up. No. You think, I am a child of God. Jesus said, I'm the good shepherd and my sheep hear my voice. And so it is okay to be like, God, I know, Lord, 
that I hear your voice. God is pleased with that prayer of faith. That's not arrogant. You know, some people are afraid to say that. It's like, no, you reread in the Bible where it says that Jesus left you the Holy Spirit, where he says, I'm not going to leave you as an orphan, but I have a helper for you. You reread it. You say, I know that this is true. I know that you are with me and I hear your voice. And maybe I don't have a clear answer today. Fine. Tomorrow, I'll have one. Then the next day comes. You still don't have a clear answer tomorrow. You, you keep going and you keep telling God, no, I know I will hear your voice because I hear it. Doesn't mean you'll hear it right now. You know, you'll have your perfect answer laid out for you. Sometimes it does, but sometimes it doesn't. But you operate in the faith of I am a child of God and I know I hear the voice of Christ. And like I said, I think people are very afraid to just identify with that. And it's like, no, you need to identify with that. In fact, the Bible says that if you want to please God, you have to believe that he exists and he rewards those who seek him. So literally the scripture is, if you want to please God, you have to believe that he rewards those who seek him. So like, if you're like, oh, little me, I don't know. Other people hear God. I don't know if I could hear God. This is not the way to think. This is not the way we're supposed to think, you know? So um, I think that is how to have discernment, is ridiculous faith that you will have discernment. <laughs> and then yeah. and then you pray and then and spend time in the word, you know, like that's Jesus what I was did. That's what I was going to say is mm-hmm. um, the other thing to think about too is you don't, like I struggled with this for a long time, like, People say all the time, oh, God told me to do this. God told me to do that. And for the longest time, I was like, God doesn't tell me to do anything. You know, like God doesn't part the clouds and say, hey, Trev, what's up? You should go like have a burrito, you know. But when you start to think of it like any other relationship, you know, you don't know the intricacies of someone's personality or how they speak or what their voice sounds like or what they mean or how they communicate things unless you spend time with them. You know, like I... I'm not going to run into some rando on the subway and and say, oh, I, I can't understand him. I don't know, like, what he wants. You don't know him. Yeah. So, but, you know, if I talk to him every day for a long time, I'm going to start to learn those things. I'm going to start to learn how he expresses things to yeah. me. And he expresses things differently. Like, that random guy on the subway will express things differently to me than he does to someone else, you know? And God's the same way. Yeah. So, like, I think... You have to just, it, full circle, you have to just do the things, you know, yeah. you have to like, you have to just pray. You have to just read the word because yeah. that you're building a relationship just like any human relationship. Yeah. Like you have, like you will learn how God speaks and what he wants and what he means and what he intends for you if you just spend time with him. Yeah. It can be very difficult and it was for me for uh, most of my life yeah. to know what he is saying and to feel like that doesn't really happen to me. You know, it happens to other people. It doesn't really happen to me. That's a really easy trap to fall into when you're not doing those things, when you're not spending time with someone, you know? And also, yeah, absolutely. You're totally right. And even, um, you know, Jesus says, like, if you, like, in so many places, knock and the door will be answered. Seek and you will find. It doesn't say, like, and the word seek, you know, like, is like a keep looking kind of thing and you will find. And also it says like, 
you know, if you ask your dad for some bread, does he give you a snake? No. So how much more will God give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? I wrote a devotion about that verse for the journey. You uh, did? About my dad, yeah. Cool. I love that verse. Yeah, me too. And I cling to it. Yeah. And I'm just like, and I have had a relationship with God since I was a little girl, you know? And I, I don't think there's a day that goes by that I don't ask God to fill me with the Holy Spirit, you know? Because I keep asking and I keep, because the, the, literally the language of the Bible, keep asking, keep seeking, you know? And so if you want to be close to God, you ask and you keep asking and you put one foot in front of the other to find him, you know? That's what you do. And you, and it takes such humility to do it, but that's, that's how you do it. That's how you do it if you're not a Christian. That's how you do it if you are a Christian, you know? You just say, I mean, I just prayed this this morning, Trevor, of like, God, like, I want to be so close to you. That is what I want. And I know that you, like, will do this, you know? Like, you will help me to be close to you, you know? I never stop praying that prayer. I never think to myself, like, that I, that it just, I never take it for granted, you know? Like, I know that I'm close to God. And, and like I said, I have that confidence that I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. But like, I keep telling God what I want. You know, that's what I want. And so. And if you're, and we've mentioned this before, but if you're praying that prayer, God fill me with the Holy Spirit, those things that you want will be shaped by God. You yeah. know, the things that are on your heart, you can be confident are things that are totally fine to be on your heart you know like I used to have that problem too where it'd be like I don't want to pray for things I want because I should pray for the things that God wants you know and like but if the Holy Spirit's in you and the Holy Spirit's in everyone then like God will like put the things on your heart you know like you can feel comfortable asking for those things you know yes so in Nehemiah it says this which was so encouraging Nehemiah goes He's talking about how to like manage the building of the wall and you know, there's all, there's the singers and there's the the priests and all this stuff. And he uses the language. He's like, God put this, God put it in my heart to split people up in this way. And I love the language of that. Cause right there I was like, well, that's it. Like that's evidence that God gives, gives me ideas. Right. Cause Nehemiah says, I had this idea to do this thing, but it was God who put it in my heart to do it you know? And I was like, that's me too. God gives me ideas on how to do things. hundred percent does, you know, it happened in Nehemiah. It happens to me, you know? And so that gave me great confidence that you Mm. can cling to what you just said of like, it's God that puts ideas into your heart, you know? If, if if you're, if you're, again, yeah, there's a stipulation there. (laughs) If you're seeking God, if, if you're not spending any time with God, who's to say, you know, like, yeah, like, and, and I, because you're, a, you know, you're an organism with a lot of things going on, mm-hmm. you know, like you could get an urge to, you know, this is, this also goes back to the idea that God would never recommend something that like goes against what he said or puts him in second place, you know, mm-hmm. like you could have this urge to like rip 10 shots in a row. Okay. But like, that's not from God, you right. know, just because it's on your heart doesn't mean it's from God. Yeah. But when you are... Like, like spending time with a friend when you're spent, like when you get to know how somebody works and how they speak to you and how they think you will know 
you will know you will know what comes from them you know yeah. you will know what they mean yeah and also um I think spending time in the word, key, key. And it's one of those things that I remember I, I just said, and I do believe this, I don't live my life by hard, fast rules. You need the word of God. Now, there are some cultures that don't have it. They somehow, you know, they have one page that they cling to or, or something. Or people that can't read. People that can't read, whatever. Yeah. But like, they have like a verse. You need You need something, you know, like... You got to have something. And just for me personally, you know, when, when I had that wild year in 2013, I was praying every single day, every single day. I was praying for my friends, praying for this, praying for that. And like really, and still like loving God, but I wasn't in the word and it makes, it just makes a huge difference, you know? And even if it's a chapter, it could be one verse. It just to have that like, something where you're like this is the truth like i you have to have those like those things of like this is what i compare everything to you know otherwise everything gets gray and confusing but if you have like no christ is the truth i believe god i believe the word i believe christ everything gets like kind of put up against that and like what stands and what doesn't you know and to have that inner strength you know of knowing like, oh yeah 100 percent. like reestablishing yeah. what your foundation is every yeah. day is is going to benefit everything else you do that day exactly what i'm trying to say yeah mm-hmm. yeah i think that like this entire conversation is summarized i think it's paul i think it's paul but like worry about nothing instead pray about everything yeah. right mm-hmm. like we talk so long about like worrying and like weaknesses and whatever and then the it's wrong of, conversation uh, yeah no it's a yeah. wrong conversation yeah. and the benefits of prayer is yeah yeah forget and like literally like forget it and keep going and it, it, like these conversations that you know sometimes you'll hear people have or even believers have of like all the ways they want to fix themselves it's just like bro yeah. you know it's not i don't think it's right it's just not right so um and some people have like real issues that they need to work out or, or whatever. And that's not what I'm talking about, but I'm talking about like a very self-focused here are all the things that are wrong with me. It's the wrong mind, mindset, wrong headspace to be in, to serve the Lord. I think, you know, because I mean, look how much, am I kicking you? That there's, oh, there's something in between us. Okay. So that's not me. Um, you know, look at like poor Peter, like this man just like, right like screws up all the time in the bible like screws up you know what i'm talking about like um almost everybody who is a significant figure in the bible had like serious shortcomings come on right so it's like why this is a moot point we all you have shortcomings (laughs) i have shortcomings move on you know like it's like so what so anyway um yeah, yeah, like Moses, you know, like the savior of, you know, God's people, like right. killed a guy and tried to cover it up with sand, you know? I forgot about that. You're right. That's a big problem. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, And then how about David, who's a man after God's own heart? And like, David's like the dude, you know, like wrote yeah. Psalms. Like, I always think about David, you know? And he like made big whoopsies. Oh, sure. You know about those, right? Yeah. He sleeps with this guy's wife. He has the guy. I mean, it's a mess. Yeah. He's a total mess. But, and there's uh, so many other examples, but. It's empowering. Like people with glaring 
not even imperfections, but like flaws. You know, God uses them for amazing things. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I always say this and I know it's true. It is the lowly in heart that God uses. And so it's those people who think like, like just depend solely on the unmerited favor of God and not in their own righteousness and their own, like I've kept a squeaky clean checklist my whole life. It's, not those people. I don't see that pattern. I see the pattern of God blessing the humble and the lowly of heart and the people who, who have been forgiven of so much. They love so much and God, and God blesses them, you know, like, like when we were going into that prison, I went to, I didn't talk about this yet on this podcast, but we went to a maximum security men's prison on Rikers Island on Saturday to go sing worship songs to people. And I was thinking like, um, the first, the Bible says the first shall be last and the last shall be first. And some of these guys sitting in front of me are going to be the first in the kingdom of heaven, you know? And so, cause that's how God sees things. And so, uh, yeah, it's, it's those people. Uh, the pattern I see in life is like the people who really are just like, God, I am depending on your grace. No one knows what grace means. It's defined as unmerited favor, undeserved favor. Like I, that is what I'm depending on. Not in how good I am at making the other Christians impressed with me. You know, it's those people who depend on grace that are, that God really uses for incredible things. So Yeah. Yeah, for the wages of sin is death, but, you know, grace is a free gift, you know, from God. Mm -hmm. It's not, like, gift, the word gift, you know, it implies something that's not deserved. It implies something that's not expected, you know. Yeah. It's something you didn't earn. Yeah, and it, that idea And to is think you can earn it with actions and intentions. Prideful. Yeah. It's pride. That's why it's so hard to <clears throat> accept for people. It's like, no, 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 no. You don't have to do anything or be anything like even if it's like in, in like other relationships too. like I love you exactly the way you are right now. A lot of times it's people are just like if they don't feel it, that's not easy to accept all the time and certainly not easy to accept the love of God because you're like, no, 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 I want to earn it. I want to do it. Mm. And to be like, no, you can't because God just like loves you right now is so like, it takes a lot of humility to be able to accept that, you know, because nope, there's nothing you can do and, and you want to be good and great and like, yes, me and God, but like, no, you know, like it's not about you. <laughs> you know so should i volley a question or where are we at yeah probably yeah. <laughs> we got pretty into the faith weeds which, which i mean you know if you've listened to this podcast before you know yeah that you know that's an aspect of our lives so i mean it's not you know unexpected to delve into it from time to time which i think is good yeah yeah i think it just happened so okay and i think i think someone who listens to this you know has the benefit of hearing an unscripted unfiltered conversation about faith which you don't hear that much anymore if you're not like actively engaged like with your christian friends or with a church or whatever you don't really have conversations like this often at all you know hmm. so i think someone who's an interesting perspective yeah. someone who's just like listening to this even though it's not like here's a question here's how i address it here's how like I go about doing things and we're just kind of talking about this. Yeah. 
I think that can be very beneficial for people. I think so too. A, a lot of people don't have that, you know. There were times in my life where the only Christians I had to talk to were Erica, mom and dad, you know? And so I'm sure there's other people like that too. Yeah. So um so my question to you was, what is something that is like either said in the industry or with other musicians or just kind of this um way of thinking about things or here's how you should go about things that you actually think no i disagree with that take your time i well we don't have that much time because we've been going for a while but um i'll try to answer this as you know concisely as possible and then i'd like you to answer that and then we can kind of wind down from there does that sound good sure um oh there are a lot of things (laughs) there are a lot of things so interesting the the more i get into this space and the more familiar I get with it, there are a lot of things that I think are practical wisdom that I don't entirely agree with. One, you need to have a super small, like narrowed down, clearly identified target market and only market to them, you know? And that should reflect itself in your online brand, in the Sonic product that you're putting out, you know, in the ads that you're running. I don't subscribe to that. You know, like when I went to this thing in Miami and I played four of my songs, there were a few people that are like, oh, you do a lot of different genres. And I'm just like, I do whatever, you know, comes out, you know, if that's, if that's different genres, to different people, great. People listen to different genres of music. You know, they make different genres of music for a reason. You know, I'm not going to say, okay, I'm going to only make songs and make content and target ads to people who are, 20 to 32 who live in the south and listen to country it's like no (laughs) like i don't agree with that like i think some of what i produce well one you have to get past the idea that everything you do is going to be pleasing to everyone because it's not even if you have a super narrow target market your favorite artist in the world you don't like all their songs You, you, you you go front row sit at their concert whatever at madison square garden you won't like every song you just won't so and if you're not on that level yet, you can't dream of having every song you create, every post you make, liked by everybody. So, okay, one, now that you've passed that idea, I think it's so totally fine to, like, some, some of the stuff I produce is going to be, you know, attractive to, like, older people because it's, like, a ballad and it has a deeper message. Some of what I do is going to be, like, bubblegum pop song that, like, teenagers are going to like. And I think that's fine. Like, I think you're better off spending time honing what naturally comes out of you as a strength than trying to filter that into something a certain group of people will like. Um, There are a lot of other things, but that's a big one. Like, I don't spend a lot of time... And I've, and I've heard people advocate for this, like know exactly who your target listener is, like what kind of shoes they wear, what kind of coffee they drink, where the kind of spots they hang out. I just want to create music that people like to listen to all different kinds of people, you know, old people, young people, male, female, like whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that can work for some people, you know, um, sure. Like if you're, if you have a niche already, if you're like a heavy metal band, yeah, you have a target market. But if you create relatively digestible singer-songwriter pop, a lot of people can, listen to that. That can go a lot of places. A lot yeah. of people listen to that. So yeah. I don't know. I I get where the idea comes from, 
but I think it can very easily fall into the trap of excluding people that could like your stuff, you know? Like, I'd rather send it to everybody, have everybody have the chance to listen to it, and the ones that like it will listen to it, and the ones that don't won't listen to it. But, yeah. like, I shouldn't be the one putting that filter on, on who listens to it. They can do that themselves, you know? You, you, people self-curate their music. Right. You know? No, I completely agree. And I think, yeah, like, just be genuine if you're an artist. If you're truly an artist, and, like, that's what you want to do, and <clears throat> you have ideas and stuff that, that come out of you, like... You have to go with that, you know? So I guess that would be my answer to it is I'm, you know, there's all this like uh, stuff about you have to brand yourself and you can only be one thing, which for someone like me is like, count me out then. Cause like, I, you know, it's like an overwhelming, like, I can't do that. I've thought about this a lot, you know, cause I've tried to do the like, be the one thing thing. And it just, doesn't. I think I'd be terrible at that. Right. It doesn't work. Yeah. You know? So. And I think people that know you or know me know that. You yeah. Know? They, like, if I were to start doing that and only create a certain type of song and only post certain types of pictures right. and only talk a certain way, people would be like, Trev, what are you doing? Like, this isn't you. Yeah. You know? So I guess that's mine is like, I didn't, yeah, I don't often listen to a lot of this is how to be a singer songwriter thing because I've been getting them into more of those things recently because of you. I'm like, and I like Adam Ivy and stuff like that. I'm going to bleep that out, but who's like a great resource. Yeah. He really is. But, um, it's a lot of like over systematizing. Yeah. You know, I think what resonates with people is when you're honest and real mm. and genuine and fearless and just, if you are relentlessly and fearlessly yourself all the time and aren't trying to like contrive something or do something, it's going to come out right. It's going to come oh, out, I, you know? Definitely. People crave that, you know? Mm. I'm always astonished at like the pictures I post or the videos I post or the songs that I make that get the most like positive reaction. It's never the ones that yeah. I like, like not that kind of guy. I wrote it in like an hour, you know? Like the po the pictures I get the most feedback on are the ones that are you know were shot on an, on my iphone 8 and are like you know not edited you know yeah. it, it like people crave authenticity yeah yes so that's probably mine is just being um that you have to be all of this like again this goes back to my whole way that i think about everything i guess but like who are you as an artist i spent so much time thinking about that and i'm finally like I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, it's fine. I've had a similar reaction to that question. Yeah. Yeah. You'll figure it out or you won't. I don't know what to tell you. You know, yeah. like, this is what I like to make. Here I am. You know, like, I don't know. Like, I love the song Yes, Yes. And I that that's so different from With My Makeup On. You oh, know? sure. But, like, they're both, to me, in the same, like, they sound in the same vein to me. Because they're coming from the same heart. Sure. So. Yeah. Like people yeah. can make those decisions for themselves. Right. You know, like, oh, what genre do you do? Or like, oh, like what's what's one of your big like thematic things that you write about? Like listen to it and you can decide. You yeah. know, that's what that's the beauty of music. You know, like yeah. it's going to hit every listener differently. Right. You know, I don't have to be the one making those decisions. Right. Just be. I just make the thing. Yes. It's for someone else. <laughs> they can listen to it and <laughs> describe it however they want to describe it. Yes.
again, this is why it's so encouraging. Cause like a lot of musicians don't think this way, Trev, you know, they really don't, but you come into all of this with such like fresh eyes. Cause you started really doing the full-time singer songwriter thing pretty recently. Very recently. <laughs> and so it's like, yeah, yeah, it's good to hear that someone else also is on the <laughs> same page, you know? Good. I don't think we're crazy. Mm-mm. I think we're doing okay. I think we're doing all right. All right. <laughs> and with that, I think we should wind it down. That's it. That's it. Well, thank you for listening. Yeah. Um, we hope you've enjoyed this. We hope you've been challenged, interested, uplifted, hopefully all of the above. Um if you've enjoyed it, we encourage you to share it with someone, leave a comment. Um, you can reach out to us directly at Trevor and Melinda at gmail.com. And yeah, thank you for spending your time with us. I know there are a lot of things um, vying for your time and attention, especially nowadays. So thank you for spending them with us. Thank you. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. <laughs>